Rob, how long do you start planning for an event before it actually happens? I mean, how early in the process do you get going? Well, an event on this scale, uh, this is a European event, we actually start the discussions uh, almost a year in advance. Um, this was a concept that we talked about with our German colleagues from Stuttgart uh, starting in August last year. And uh, really it's just a matter of refining the, the processes. We have different event teams that handle each different event. Uh, and for the U.S., just because the scale is a little bit different, um, we usually work about six to eight months out. But, you know, depending on the concept, depending on the, uh, the event, each one has its unique challenges. So this is a lot of work. This is a big logistical effort for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. I, and for our team, you know, th this is a lot of work. But once we're on site here, everybody's alive, everybody's energetic. This is really what it's all about. You have lots of last minute things that come up. Um, there are things that keep you awake at night, but usually the event, you can't wait to get out of bed in the morning. So it's a good thing. Um, how do you pick a place? I, I mean, how do you decide where to go and, for example, how did you end up here? Well, uh, you know, for this one it was a little bit easier than some of the other programs that we had. This is uh, Blue Tech, so this is the cleanest diesel in the world. There's an element of green being 50 state diesel. What better than the Green Mountain State? But also, Vermont is one of the uh, eight carb states uh, for model year 2008, which will change in 09, that you can't buy a diesel. So it was perfect for us. Uh, we haven't done a, an event in New England in quite some time, and it's a pretty nice place to be in the summer. But it really depends on the car. So, uh, yeah, explain a little bit. H how do you match the event with the car and vice versa? Well, it, um, there's a lot of different things. I think the car can speak to you. When, once you see the car for the first time in the flesh, you know, you, you start getting some ideas together. Um, but it also depends on the time of the year that we launch it. Now we're in June, people are in vacation mode. Uh, you can see us, we're a little bit more relaxed probably than an event if we did it in October or September, once everybody's back from their break. Um, we know people are giving up their vacation time, uh, time out of the office to be with us this week. We want to recreate that and, and hopefully you know, they have a good time when they're here. But it, it's also important, there is business to be done here. We have experts that come over and uh, we need to get the information out as well. Um, how many people are involved from Mercedes in, in doing an event like this? Uh, there's quite a few. We have an agency, uh, this is an international event, so this is uh, on a bigger scale and, and we're privileged to have that here for you guys here in, in Vermont. Um, so we have about uh, 250 media that will go over this about t uh, for the next two weeks. And there's probably an event team of around 50. Um, I have about five or six of my event team that are here. Um, but it, like we were talking about earlier, it's really a six month um, grind effort. And then once we get on site here, it's about two weeks to set up and about two weeks to see it through its fruition. So you already did the SL this year. Now you're doing Bluetech. You got any other event this year too? Yeah, we have uh, a number of European programs that are coming up. So this is really a glimpse of what you would see in Europe in terms of scale. Um, a global event with global partners on that. Um, and then for the U.S., we're going to do our GLK launch, which is later this year, and uh, possibly an AMG launch, which will be a global event, but also in California, because AMG is the, or California is the largest market for AMG vehicles in the world. How do you get your job done, or is this your full-time job? Uh, well, actually, this is part of my job. Uh, at Public Relations at MBUSA, we're a pretty lean staff, uh, very efficient staff, but we have to do media relations, also do the event logistics, and, and come up with some of the creativity. The good thing is we have some good partners um, that help us, that, that have expertise specifically in events, but uh, really the ultimate decisions lie with us, 
and with headquarters. And we, when we can do an event with our German colleagues, really bring the best of both worlds, our market expertise with their uh, expertise in terms of the cars and also the history of the company, that's really makes for the best events. You've got a really interesting display here, some terrific historical cars, diesels. Uh, you've laid out a nice little parking lot here for all your vehicles, even trucking in all the gravel and all that. Uh, explain how you like to have these kinds of things. So it's maybe not just be at a hotel sure. and the, the cars are in a parking lot or something. Yeah. You've gone some and done something very special here. Yeah, and for every event is really different. I mean, for us uh, here, we're showing the new way for diesel uh, for the future, but diesel also has a great history here in the States and also in the world. Uh, more than 70 years ago, we introduced the first diesel passenger car. So the exhibit behind me actually has that car from 1936 going all the way to present and the latest and greatest are the M-Class here. A lot of those cars reside in the museum in Germany. Um, what better to bring some of those Germany back here to uh, Vermont, really give a historical perspective of, of the history of diesel, that it was an accepted technology, but it also has a good uh, bright future ahead of it. How do you decide to, to go to, I, I'm going to say, the the trouble of setting up something like this? Is it because it's an international event or how do you decide when to do something like this? Well, the like international this? event it certainly has a bigger scale because we have a bigger footprint for that. Um, Diesel is very big in, in Europe for this event specifically, um, but we're, we're having the biggest contingent for Diesel here and the communication is really for the U.S. And uh, really the place uh, speaks to us. We don't want to go in there and just completely run over a property. Um, but at the sense that when you come to a Mercedes event, you may go with another manufacturer of this hotel, but you'll remember the time that we came here. Uh, and it comes down to little things sometimes. It's uh, for here, blending into the environment in Vermont, a lot of white quartz, which is native to this area. Um, some wainscoting to uh, promote the cars rather than steel and glass. And we get into little things even like the, uh, the hotel key which you probably don't think about when you stay in a resort, but we usually have Mercedes uh, keys for that. So it's really, um, and, and the whole idea here is just giving you a little glimpse of what it's like to be a Mercedes customer. Go back and explain a little bit again uh, about the wainscoting that you've got and how you set up this exhibit to, to blend in with the architecture of this hotel. Sure, well if you look at uh, Vermont is really known for its, uh, its clabbered siding, its white kind of salt box uh, approach. So there's a, a, a nice mix between green and the white and the shutters. Uh, and we have that with the cars. I mean, typically our cars are, are black and silver, but we put them in an environment that it really blends. And the whole idea here is when you step back, you can't really tell what we did different here, that it's meant to be organic and it's meant to be here, but it also has a function in, in that it tells a story. And, and in this case, it's the history of the diesel. So we start from the 1936 diesel, go all the way up to the modern ones. We give a red carpet, show the journalists that they're somewhere important. And we've actually got people from the town here to say, hey, what's up? You're doing something special. And for this event, we've gotten so much interest from the locals, we're actually going to open this up to the public uh, later this week. So there, it's a good uh, acknowledgement that we're doing the right thing. Has that ever happened at, at an event before where the, the locals were so interested they wanted to come in and see it? You know, it does happen quite a bit, especially if we have some of these classic cars or maybe a new car like a, a brand new SL, cars that really have an emotion. Um, gets people to come out and, and tell stories about their Mercedes. I remember just earlier today a guy was telling me his first car is a 240D car that he still has it, still has 100,000 miles on it. He's going to plan to uh, come here and talk to some of our engineers. We also find on our events cars that we didn't plan to maybe have on display. We might find a guy in a town or an owner that has a particular car. Uh, there was one event that we had a, uh, a Gullwing that we found, 1956. This is in a town of 50 in Oregon. Uh, it turns out he bought that car from uh, Gary Cooper, 
had that car all the time, and we, we were just honored to not only have him there as a representative, but also have the car there as well. And that's really the power of the brand. That's a great story. Um, of course, at the end, it's all about the vehicles, and the journal is coming in to, to drive these and evaluate them and all. What's the message you want them to leave this event with? Well, the message really is um, give a little perspective on what it's like to be a Mercedes-Benz customer. We understand that uh, for some of the folks that we have here, they may never own one of the Mercedes. Um, we are certainly premium positioned in terms of the luxury market, but just to give a little slice of what it's like. Um, but also, we have an important business function here is that we are uh, what we feel are leaders in diesel technology really to educate them about emissions compliance, what are some of the issues that are going out there, uh, what's up with diesel fuel. This is something that's getting its, its new rebirth here in the States um, and we're really educating. That's why we have a lot of experts over from Germany that can really speak chapter and verse about injector technology, know the U.S. really in and out but also give a historical perspective as well. So it's really an informational tool Maybe not just for this event, but as we go on throughout the year, because let's face it, fuel is a big issue. Fuel consumption is a big issue. Um, and this is one of the solutions that we think is very prominent in the market. And how do you select uh, journalist-wise to, to come in? You know, what's your thought process on inviting them in for this, say, versus an SL launch? Well, for it, it kind of depends on the message. Um, we are very big with lifestyle media because of our luxury connotation sort of the associations, not just the mechanics of the cars or the oily bits as we like to talk about, um, but what is the association with owning a Mercedes-Benz? We also have, uh, for this event, we have some uh, environmental uh, specific writers, we have some lifestyle and general interest because diesel really uh, is a touch point in what's going on in America now is fuel consumption and what is the answer. Uh, I won't say that we have the answer, but we have a pretty good direction or choice for the future, which is diesel. So it really spans the gamut. We have automotive media, lifestyle media, general interest, uh, really all over. But it really depends on the car. Well, for this event, we actually have two waves. This is the largest event we've done uh, with U.S. journalists probably in about five years. Um, so the first wave, because we're pretty close to New York, is, is a drive up for most of our journalists or East Coast journalists. And um, unlike some manufacturers or some events that we've done in the past where you actually have a shuttle vehicle to take you to a hotel, why not hit the ground running and get some seat time? Because you know, driving a Mercedes is a pretty good leisure activity, but it also gives you some experience behind the wheel. And as nice as the resorts are and as nice as the pool is, it's about the car and is getting as much seat time as possible. So we start that on, on day one. Then we have a briefing in the evening. Uh, we'll have another briefing tomorrow just to talk about emissions and, and some of the topics that'll be coming up, and then we'll have a drive. But what's unique about this event, because we have three different vehicles, we want to give people seat time and everyone, we actually use the hotel as a hub, and they give you the choice if you want to go out for a long drive, a shorter drive. Some people like to take video, they need to be back, and some people like to uh, just get what they need to do and, and file stories. So we really we try to give them the choice as much as possible. And, and you said uh, something really good. You're going to do a, uh, a briefing in the evening and then another one the, the following day. How do you decide to break that up? Because I've been to some that, I mean, it's brutal. Yeah. I mean, it just goes on forever. Obviously, you guys have caught on to that and, and chopped this in half. I think we try to avoid the death by PowerPoint, which uh, I hear some of our uh, other companies out there that do, that do it differently. This one, uh, why it's different, we actually do the briefing in the evening because most of our guests are throughout the, the next couple of weeks are coming from Europe. So you arrive in the morning, take a nap, and then you have your briefing in the evening. Um, usually for our events, we do it in the morning. You hit the ground running on it. This one, we're just mixing it up. And I think to the point that you mix it up, it's not routine. So if you came on the SL event, this one's completely different, and that speaks to the car. The environment's different, the car is different, keep it fresh. It keeps the staff fresh, 
Um, we even do little things in the staff that, uh, you know, if we're eating at the same restaurant every night, we change the menu. Just little things to remind you, okay, it's, it's a special night, every night for that particular group is the best night. So that's what we try to do. I imagine too, you're, you're always trying to top what you did before. And so there must be a reluctance to go back to places that you've been no matter how good they've been because you want to do something different. Yeah, and sometimes that's the easy route out, but we have gone back to other places, um, but it's a matter of, of making the little differences. And that's what we really sweat the details. Making, um, you know, I mentioned the hotel cards earlier, but even the drive route, making them completely different than they were, let's say, four years ago. And the idea is um, every hotel in every area has its unique uh, challenges, unique opportunities. It's just a matter of how does the event speak to you. We have uh, great partners and great experts, but also feedback from the media. that They give us the feedback based on the last program. We spent a little too much time here, or that was great, we need to do something like that. But we're always trying to push the envelope, make every event a little different than the last one. Anything you'd like to add, you know, as we try to capture the behind the scenes of what goes on in a launch, is there something that we're missing here you'd like to talk about? Yeah, I think you'll just get an idea from our team that uh, our goal, I think, to set it up is, is to have everyone have a good time, get the information that you need. But from our staff and the PR side, we're always trying to stay two hours ahead of our guests and, and really uh, to look out for anything that's going to kind of sway and divert. So our mind is racing all the time, even though we're looking calm and cool and collective. Uh, behind the scenes, we're always sweating the details for stuff, and, and the little details really speak to, to big success at the end of the day.